Welcome to the Rivals League Fantasy Football Podcast with Antonio Salvat and Adam Burkhart. Welcome back, everybody. Adam, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely. How you guys doing? (laughs) Well, we're back and we're going to bring you another kind of quick... Uh, uh, ADP recap, I think, of what we're going to talk about this time. And then, you know, we might have a bonus episode later that we might uh, predict know, the future. Predict. We'll, we'll try to predict the future. I, I know Adam hasn't been that good at predicting much lately um, with nice. the way you finished, you know, but uh, I have a number of people that I have not shared with Adam yet. So hopefully he will be surprised and he might not. And yeah, I'll just start it out there. Um, just kind of the idea behind this. We wanted to talk about ADP, but I'm hesitant because I don't want to give away my ADP. So I don't want to give away the ranking for my players. So what we decided I don't on, think anyone cares. Like he said, was just, hey, who are we down on? I don't really care if you draft them then. If you want to take them at their current ADP, congratulations. Go for it. So I'm going to start <laughs> off first with a former Bear, Mr. Jordan Howard, in the massively overcrowded backfield of the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I don't understand... Um... Isn't Jordan Howard great? You know, Jordan Howard is great at what he does, but he does not do a lot. So, you know, his draft position is just not currently uh, warranted. They have the new rookie in town. They just, uh, I I believe they just said that uh, Darren Sproles is now back and they plan on keeping him for one last season. Kind of crazy, I think. But uh, it's, it's one of those where... I just don't see how you can draft a Philadelphia running back and feel, you know, confident about it. And Jordan Howard, where he's at, let me keep scrolling down. There we go. His ADP, I believe, is 83rd overall. And I even think that's So what is that? I, so, I mean, in 12-team, what is, what is that? End of the 6th, beginning of the 7th kind of yeah, round? Yeah, around yeah. There. I mean, think, think of the other people that are going on, you know, going around that same time. I mean, I... I I'll be honest. I would rather have Adrian Peterson going in like the 10th. 100%. I mean, 100%. It, you have a role to start the year, whereas Howard is a question mark. And even in that 6th, 7th, 8th round, I have no problem reaching at people. I reached for Cup. I reached for a number of guys last year. But those are people that have a chance at a large role. I think the best case scenario is that Jordan Howard finishes as like a 5th overall, 5th round value. And I'm not going to spend a sixth or a seventh for a guy that might, as a ceiling, finish in the fifth. Well, he would have to fall into the end zone a lot to be worth it. And, um, you know, realistically, I, I, I don't see it. Like, he, he had the perfect opportunity to be the guy last year with the Bears, and he just he just wasn't. You know, he, he really just decided to trip over his own feet a lot, and just, you know, he, he just stunk. Yeah. And uh, I think Neil knows. I think, was it Neil that had him? Oh, there? yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I guess it's my turn. I, I I know a lot of people are really high on this guy this year, and, and it's Dalvin Cook. He's played three, or he's played fifteen games in the last three years, going at an ADP of nineteen overall, which is end of the second round. Sounds he's, like fresh legs. I, it sounds like people are wishing he was something that he's not. And Minnesota has, you know, supposedly it's a better offensive line this year, but really, he. Every time he gets nicked, everyone's you know holds their breath and worries that he's just died on the field. It's kind of like LaShawn McCoy. Except LaShawn McCoy would get up. Devin Cook didn't. And so I, I don't want to take the risk, especially in the second round. You want to take that risk? Go ahead. I, would love I, I will take salute that you. Risk. I will I was salute gonna you. I was going to say, we don't, we don't agree on that one. Uh, I don't know if he should maybe 
be quite as high as he is, but a couple spots down. Uh, it sounds like you're fading him completely off your board at this point. In the second round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if he were to fall into the third, fourth round, which he won't, but if he did, then I'd think about it, but no. Not not where he's going in the second round. Carry on Damian Williams and Dalvin Cook. Rank him. Oh, I think that's pretty easy. I think it's Damian Williams, carry on Dalvin Cook. Wow. Yeah. I mean, carry on, I think, is the better player. I think he's going to be on an offense where they're going to need him to do things. Whereas Dalvin Cook, on the other hand, they have Stefan Dix. They have Adam Thielen. They have they have other parts that they can use, whereas <laughs> Detroit sucks. They got nothing. And Kenny, go all day. And, well, Damian Williams is, you know, going to be the running back and possibly, again, the best offense in the NFL. Should I would take be. It. Should be. I think he's Jeremy Hill 2.0. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think if you were the running back for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, that you would have value. We've heard that before, and it never ends well. Yeah, the thing is, is I, I believe it this time. Like, I think he will have value. I think people thinking that he's going to be a top 10 running back, I think they're going to be, you know, disappointed. I think he'll be a solid uh, running back, too. You know, he'd be great to have your second or as your flex in any type of league. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh, my next person is, and, you know, I don't know how surprising this is, but it's David Johnson. Oh, wow. That is surprising. Well, he is great he is a really talented player but last year you know he didn't even have a thousand yards and the thing is is for a really talented player people are blowing up saying that you know what this year arizona is going to be substantially better where he's going to have value how the fuck do we know how the fuck do we know that their offense could be utter dog shit and the thing is is you you have to pick two different angles you have to pick either it's opportunity versus talent David Johnson is immensely talented. The opportunity, we just straight up don't know. And I'm not going to pick my sixth overall pick, possibly going at the four anymore because of the way Zeke and uh, uh, um, um, Melvin Gordon are I actually going. down at two during drafts. Well, and the thing is, it's like I'm not taking a risk in the first round on a guy where we have no idea. And no one is expecting Arizona to be a good offense. They're just expecting it to be good enough where David Johnson is going to have 1,600 yards. And I, I think that's kind of, you know, kind of, that's too much of a risk. I think that's kind of blind to me, you know, a little bit as to what the past was. And I think there are certain, you know, fantasy football analysts out there that are really pumping him up because they're homers. And I really don't understand. I think they understand how fucking awful Arizona is going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I think you might be surprised. Are you? Are you you're, I, I, you're a Kyler Murray believer? I'm a Kyler Murray believer. Oh, wow. I'm a Christian Kirk. You, you, Larry Fitzgerald, one last victory lap. And yeah, David Johnson, uh, I would I would love to have him in my roster. You know what I am a believer of? A good offensive line, which they don't have. So Yeah, you're a Packer fan. <laughs> Packers? Well, <laughs> touche. I can't really say much to that, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll jump into the next player. Uh <laughs> A player. Hold, hold on to that yeah. thought because then uh, I'll come back to I'll, I'll address that later. What about thought? the Packers uh, oh, offensive no, line? He just interrupted me for no reason. That's cool. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, who I want to call a hype train. Um, just massive amounts of yardage, huge touchdown totals, all at the end of last year. So it's most recent memory. No one remembers the fact that you could almost get them off the scrap heap last year. Everybody was trading for peanuts. Nobody wanted to start them. That's Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, you talk about so huge. You talk him. about terrible offenses. The Tennessee Titans. I, I loved Corey Davis. I, I was uh, yeah, tooting yeah. the horn, and it just it buried me and hurt me in almost all my leagues. I'll be honest. I actually kind of like. Derrick Henry. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. I don't like him as a running back one. 
I'm not even sure how much I want to miss my running back too. But you know, as a running back two or a flex, I'd be willing to take that risk. Well, I mean, for for a flex, I think that that sounds great. But I think in the territory he's going, he's going around guys like Aaron Jones. Yeah, he and is. He's going around dual threat running backs. Right. He can catch the ball technically. Well, that's what they say. A little bit better, maybe you know, twenty percent better than Jordan Howard. But it's not a strong suit of his. And guess what? We never know what they're doing with utilization. Sure, he got used at the end of the year, but why'd they sit on him? Oh, because they tried him all in the beginning of the year, and he was dog shit. I, I, you know, I, I understand. I think people are blowing up, uh, I think, a little bit with what he did at the end and not really, really realizing that there was a lot of games where he, you know, had the two, 20 carries and 60 yards kind of thing going on, and I think you're going to expect that. I think that's going to happen with him, but I think you're also going to have those games where he might blow up for 200 yards, too. So he might, but to me, he's going around the spot of a Leonard Fournette, which I know you don't like. Um, in that range, I would much prefer Fournette um, for that same type of versatility with a little oh. better catching. Both on terrible offenses, but Fournette, uh, I would or, ride Fournette over oh, Henry. But I think I think uh, you know, unfortunately, I actually think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be better offense than Tennessee is. Oh, hundred percent. So, okay, so my next group, actually, it's not even just one person. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you some names. And as I move along, it'll be a lot more uh, obvious who I'm talking about. Got okay. it. So let's see if you can, you know, first couple of ones. Jacob Johnson. That's not a player. That is a player. James Devlin. Brandon Bolden. Rex Burkhead. Damian Harris. James White. Sony Michelle, ah. all New England Patriot running backs. Who wants to take a shot? Sony Michelle is supposed to be this amazing guy. There are fucking seven running backs on so that team. So you're just picking all of the running backs, I'm or are you going to actually pick one? I the Patriot running backs, oh, all wow. of them. I'm removing any of them. They were all overpriced, and they are all ridiculous because any single one of them could have value at any single time. And how many people took Rex Burkett last year? I was one of them. Yeah. I was disappointed as hell. Well, last year there was a lot more confusion in the backfield because there was concerns over who was healthy, who wasn't healthy. And you really think that's going to change? I, I, I think there's one person who stands different from that pack. James White. 100%. 100%. Because of Gronk leaving, I think they could use him in dual running back packages, all kinds of different things. But when have you known the New England Patriots to make the smartest decision with their running backs? It always works out for them. I've just always discounted James White, and I went through the last couple seasons and just checked out what he'd done. And I'm like, man, for a running back two with zero cost, not zero cost, but I mean, relatively he, low cost, you know. I mean, if you were willing to take the risk on him, it could pay off like it did last I mean, it paid off last but year. I, I, I'm not saying it couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think even the – I mean, hey, the Sacco had him. <laughs> and I, I, think you're, I think you're right as far as the rest of the running backs. I was a Sony fanatic last year. I got him everywhere, and you know what? He came through a couple times. He burned me most of it, and then he came yep. through in the playoffs. And so everybody's back on this Sony bandwagon. But I think I you got to realize more and more people are coming forward and saying the reason other teams passed on him was his running style because apparently it's something with the way he digs his feet into the turf. His knees hit hard. There's a lot of high impact. Something a couple scouts had mentioned prior to the draft that everybody discounted. Now they're seeing Interesting. it. And now he's got a multitude of injuries, and they're saying it's based on his running style. And so I don't see that changing. So to me, they're going to need him for more goal line stuff. So he might have some great goal line stuff. But, you know, I, I'm not going to take that chance, especially because well, I mean, he, he would Tom have... Brady used to lead 
this team and be scary. Not many people are afraid of Tom Brady. No. Well, and, and Sony Michelle would have to fall into the end zone a lot, I think, to be worthwhile because there's just they are going. To, this is going to be a running back by committee by committee on fucking steroids. And the thing is, is I, I don't think you're going to be able to know who is going to be the guy that week. And I'll be honest, if you're willing to take that gamble every single week to figure out who the hell that is, more power to you. But I feel like that is just a train wreck waiting to happen. I, I think that's fair. Uh, next player I put on the board uh, kind of dovetails off the Jordan Howard talk. And it's a player that when we had Jordan Howard, that there was rumor that the Bears would trade for. And everybody thought it was crazy for being positive about it, but it's Jarvis Landry. Uh, um, I actually think that would have been a good. That would have been good for you guys. I love Landry. I wanted to add a pick to Howard and go get him that year. It didn't happen. Uh, but now Landry is with Baker Mayfield, stunning offense. But between Njoku, between Duke Johnson, between Odell fucking Beckham, <laughs> um, Jarvis Landry succeeded because he was a target monster. He works underneath routes. He's a well, technician. He was literally the only guy in Miami on a dog shit team. But he's a technician. He's he's He even made Ryan Tannehill do all right from time to time. Um, but I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle here. I, I think he'll have some big games and people will trade for him and then be sorely disappointed. And his ADP right now is just, it's too high for me. I I honestly, I completely agree. I, I get that. And uh, he will be one of those people that I probably will not have a whole lot of shares of either. Just there's other people going around at the same range. Yeah, he's going around I, the fifth round. Yeah, I think there's enough people going on in the round. I mean, hell, Robert Woods, 100% rather have Robert Woods Ten over times him. over. I don't think Woods will make the fifth. I think well, Woods I think, will be gone by the fourth. Easy. I think he will. I think Cooper Cup, isn't Cooper Cup going in the fourth and then um, Woods is in the fifth? They, they were, I think they're back to back in the fourth. Have they fallen already? Oh, oh yeah. shit! Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Woods is, uh, you know, he was somebody that I slept on for a while, and I'm, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get interested in him this year. And the price you have to pay, you got, you got to pay up. It's, a, it's a good fourth round pick. I mean, end of the fourth, I'd be, I'd be willing. I mean, I, I think it depends on who's, who's available. Um, all right, so my fourth person that I have, it's again, it's another running back, is Leonard Fournette. Uh, just, it, and it's not because. You know, he doesn't have the opportunity. Like, I was just talking about opportunity versus talent. And he is, he has great opportunity. Like, he is going to be the man in Jacksonville. He's an idiot. He's got one more year to prove it. He, he's an idiot. Every single year he's shown just such a, not a, just a bad attitude. It makes dumbass mistakes where he gets suspended for doing stupid shit. You mean ejected from a game for fighting with a random dude from another team? For doing stupid shit. And the thing is, is unnecessary. he just shows incredibly poor judgment and decision making. And plus, I feel like his ankles are glass. And so you have the injury risk. You have the bad attitude. You have the team where I, I don't think Jacksonville is going to be a bad offense. I just don't think they're going to be a good one either. I think they'll be okay. And the ADP is in the top of the second round. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. I'll be honest. I would rather have Dalvin Cook, and I don't want Dalvin Cook, than Leonard Fournette. Just just due to so many of the other other negatives that go on with him. Great opportunity. I'd rather have virtually anyone else at that position. You know, Aaron Jones is going in the third. I'd rather have Aaron Jones. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm a big fan of Jones. I think. I think he's going to be great. Yeah. I think I think he's going to be great. But I think there's a lot of good running backs going right around. I mean, hell, I'd rather have Montgomery. I'd rather have Mac. Yeah. Oh, I I love Mac this year. I'd rather he's have a Mac monster. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is Fournette just brings too much risk and too much uh, injury. Uh, last player I'm going to go into is a wide receiver who I was 
floored with last year, super excited. But now he's creeping into the fifth round, and Mike Williams from the Chargers is somebody that, yeah, he's got the talent, and everybody wants him to do it. But again, between Keenan Allen, and I am a huge fan of Hunter Henry. I knew you were. Hunter Henry, you were way before it. So, I mean, yes, there's a chance. with If if Melvin Gordon's holdout does stay out, I think I might bump Williams up a little bit higher. I think you have to because, I mean— without Melvin Gordon there, I mean, Austin Eckler isn't going to be able to get the job done on the ground. Justin Jackson might, but... And I get that thought, but here's the other side of the coin. When Melvin Gordon's back there, they tend to need to likely stack the box a little more. Without Melvin Gordon, they can put somebody else deep. And if Mm -hmm. Williams catches a 40-yard bomb early in the game, they're going to double him the rest of the game. I think, you know, there's uh, there's that chance there. So just because because of the number of heads, fifth round, if he was sliding into the seventh, I'd be I'd be tickled pink to grab him. But (laughs) fifth round capital, I just can't spend that on Williams. And and the thing is, I'm okay. I'd be willing to test out or to try Williams out basically in the fifth round. I think that's kind of where I think it would be okay. I think I'd be okay with taking him there, um, but I see your point. I mean, I, I honestly don't don't blame me. I think that's going to be a huge risk, but I think I feel like that's a risk that if it pays off, it's going to be fucking bananas. It's just one of those where he's another player. You, you imagine yourself in the fifth. You had three players you wanted. They're all gone. You don't want to reach on a running back. You kind of maybe want to go Mike Williams, and then that's when Deshaun Watson and the other quarterbacks in that territory are kind of tugging at you, and you want to do it. And I can see a lot of guys in the league possibly going, well, shit, I don't love Williams at this point. I'm going to go with the safety net of one of those guys. And that's, it's kind of hard to argue with that. But at the same time, you know, I, I just think there's other guys in that range I'd rather take a stab on. Yeah, I get it. Well, my last person is any Green Bay Packer wide receiver not named Devontae Adams. Um, people are so high on MVS. MVS, let's go. On Geronimo. On, you know, they're, they're high on, I mean. Geronimo who? Yeah, exactly. Geronimo, no. Oh shit! Yeah, that was that was not great. But the, uh, <laughs> but but the thing is, is it's like people are so high and they used it was Geronimo and now it's MVS. And the thing is, is we just straight up don't know. We don't know how the hell this offense is going to be put together. We don't know who the heck the second person is going to be. Second person could be Aaron Jones. So like you're saying Geronimo, no, is a no. It's not. I say, it's not I say I'm it not bombed, willing to take. It bombed the, almost as bad as your Sacco season. Oh God, I love that you're on that trophy, engraved in brass forever. Yeah. I mean, how did you do last year in any league? I won one. Which I, one did I you did win? Fantastic. Yeah, which one did I you did win? Fantastic. Which one did you win? I, I did not win a league last oh, year. Oh, you did didn't win a league, league last year. So yeah, you can try to bring up the past, but I'm I've gonna bring up the never present. Been on that. I'm gonna bring up the fucking present. Ball sack trophy with your name on it. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'd rather win than you know. Now, not, why are not you, be anywhere. Why are you down on every other target other than Adams? Any wide receiver, like uh, well. I guess technically tight end as well. Well, the thing is, running back. Okay, so like, you're down I'm not, on everybody but Adams and Jones. Well, yeah, if if you, like, really, any pass catcher that isn't, you know, a running back and Devontae Adams, I'm down on because we just don't know. It's kind of like the Arizona Cardinals before. We don't know what the hell that's going to look like. We don't know what this is going to look like. I mean, everything, everyone expects that the Packers are going to have a much better offense this year. I, I'm expecting it. We don't know who the second option is because last year when the second options were brought out, it was Geronimo, it was MVS, it was Mark St. Brown. It was the, We just don't know. And the thing is, there's something like six wide receivers in the depth order that are all viable. Jamon Moore. Jamon! You know? Somebody's going to eat in that offense. Someone and else. if you have a yes. dart throw, why in the ninth or tenth round would you not throw it 
and one of the most prolific quarterbacks wide receiver two possibility. Because I have I have no doubt MVS is not in the ninth or tenth round anymore. He's moving up. Oh, exactly. And the thing is, is are you willing to take that risk? Like I'm not, and I don't think that. I mean, could could it pay off? Sure, you could get see, lucky. This still says 140. That must be old ADP. It is. Um, he's been moving up because people are just talking him up like crazy. And if it ends up falling before the Ditka draft. Okay, I'd take a 10, 11th, 12th round shot on something like that, depending on who's available. But to be honest, there's other guys that are in that area that I like more. Speaking of people we were super excited about, this is the fifth person that I hadn't really planned on before, but Rick, you know, along this thought process, we talked about this player about a week ago. Yeah. We did a mock. We were excited about this player. Curtis Samuel mm. from Carolina. What happened in a matter of like 10 days with his ADP? DJ Moore happened. I mean, but Curtis Samuel was somebody that you could grab in the 11th or 12th, throw a dart, maybe have a guy 10th round. I'm seeing him going like the 7th round yeah, now, well, which because is just ridiculous. It is, but the thing is people are like people are split on it's, if it's going to be Curtis Samuel. So a lot of people think it's going to be DJ Moore. And you know what that the pre, pre-draft hype. Why does one of them need to be it? I don't think somebody can be it in a Cam Newton offense. It's never happened before. Well, I think this is the first time Cam Newton has actually had viable second wide receivers. I mean, this is some of the time. This is for some of the first time he's actually had viable wide receivers. I mean, <laughs> Calvin Benjamin, but <laughs> Devin Funches, Funches, Funches. Exactly. I mean, this is they. I think Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are substantially more talented than anyone he's ever had. But then again, they're what second and third at best in that offense. So I I like Curtis Samuel. I like DJ Moore. Uh, again, I'm not going to take them in the in the single digit rounds. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I don't know if there's anyone that you guys disagree with. If there's anything else, uh, if you're willing to take, you know, David Johnson at six or Devin Cook, or you're willing to take Jordan Howard, Neil, um, do it. <laughs> I do it. I, I happily take. Johnson I would love to and see Cook at the values you gave. Up. I would love to see them taken. I really hope you take them, and I hope you're as disappointed as you will be. But I can't wait. I can't oh wait. man, let's I, go. Delvin Cook is going to shatter his fucking leg because he shatters something every year, and David Johnson is on a shitty shatter offense. Shatter your hopes and dreams. If that happens, you know what? I will eat crow, and I will say yeah, that we, yes, I was wrong. We're going to need a bet on this before What's the, the next episode. We're well, going to get this going. Okay, we'll get the bet going. We'll get this going because I, I don't uh, I don't believe in Dalvin Cook. So, well, he is a person. He's not the Easter Bunny. <laughs> you guys take it easy. <laughs> take care, guys. Short sweet. Short sweet.